0: Hello and welcome to Super Brothers. I am longtime gambler Ryan Salinas,
1: and I am a short time non-gambler. Is <laughs> You gamble? You absolutely gamble. I do gamble. I just didn't know. What, I didn't know what to say. So mm. um, sh- I was uh, a sh- uh, short time non-gambler because of the lockdown. There you go. I saved it. You could still do it online. I'm <laughs> telling you. I don't do. I don't do the online gambling or the fantasy. I don't do any of that stuff yet.
0: So I don't do online gambling because I know that if I did, I probably wouldn't stop. Uh, However, I do love a slot machine every now and then.
1: I don't do any of that. For me, the experience at being at the casino, mingling with other people at the table, um, can't get that on your phone or on your computer.
0: You can't mingle anymore. You can't be with people anymore. What are you talking about?
1: That's true. People have forgotten. I feel like I'm going to have to tell my... Kids like, one day we used to sit around
0: and actually speak to each other. What is what is the craziest thing that we used to do that you just can't see us doing anymore? The craziest thing that I don't think we can – I don't know. I, I assume you yeah. have an answer. Well, no. I'm just thinking like – I think the craziest thing is like whenever people would like just like share drinks and share food, I've always hated that. Like I don't care for that. So I'm kind of fine that that's no longer a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything anything where you're you're swapping germs is probably not going to be happening anymore. Even so, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I just saw like an episode of Shark Tank last night, and the invention was this thing that allowed you to blow out candles on your birthday cake without it actually blowing. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, like all
1: the germs are a big thing in the
0: future now. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, well, they've always been a thing, but I don't know. More that's than ever. A, yes, 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 yes. Uh, PBX is coming up.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's exciting to finally have an in-person gathering again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm curious to see how it's going to go because I feel like there's so much. People are just pent up and can't wait to get out there. I think I saw Rob posting that there's a record number of rooms booked already.
0: Yeah, I um, think they already like maxed out their room block.
1: So there, there should be a large. Hopefully, uh, if nothing changes, there should be a large crowd there.
0: Well, if anyone needs a place to stay, y'all can stay at my house um you might want you might want to edit that out because <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not That's not gonna be a thing uh so i'm gonna do i'm speaking at the women's conference uh i don't know what day it is yet i don't think that's been worked out but i will be able to see y'all there for uh a, uh, a little talk um which we can get to in a minute
1: oh well, before we get into that and by the way yeah. i'll
0: show up for some moral
1: support you know i'll be in the back hooting and hollering when do um, you get there I'm probably, I didn't book my flight yet, but I'm looking at getting there Sunday, like maybe uh, Sunday night gotta, um, gotta. and staying there for the whole show. Um, so yeah, you? I'll be, I'll be there as well. If anybody wants to come up and say hello, and I'm sure you'll see me around. Um, well, that's, that's a question I had, Ryan, you, you're you in Vegas a lot, obviously. Mm, um, I live here. That's true. In mm. New York, there's like, it's the law to have masks indoors, Yes, but like, it's not heavily enforced, enforced everywhere, depending on where you are. Uh, is that how it is in Vegas or is it like really strict?
0: Uh, so this is the thing is people you need to wear your mask inside um, and it, most casinos do enforce it. So it's the, it's the casino that's enforcing it. Gotcha.
1: It makes sense. I think that's, a, that's the question a lot of people have now, like, oh, how's it going to be in person? Um, so hopefully um, you can shed some light on that. It sounds like it's enforced and you have to wear it indoors. So hopefully we can recognize each other. That'd be fun. Sure. <laughs> Ryan's oh, going wow. fa- to have a face, Ryan's going to have a face Mac that just says I'm, I'm, I'm Ryan. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> All right. Or so I'm just, I'm just going to have a, a t-shirt on the back that says staff. And then hopefully no one will recognize me and won't pay attention to me. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, Ryan, cause I, I, you know,
1: I got two kids, so this is going to be a rare opportunity to be away. I'd like to enjoy.
0: Oh, I was like, are you bringing the kids?
1: No, 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 no. no. So I want to enjoy my time. Is there anything new that you would recommend? for fun or like a great new place to eat. If you like steak or <laughs> plenty,
0: but, plenty, plenty,
1: by the way, people should go back to previous episodes where you talked about, uh, tips. Uh, I remember particularly a pizza, like a hidden pizza joint. You recommend it yeah,
0: yeah. And it was amazing. Secret so. pizza is really good. I've always enjoyed secret pizza. Uh, so there's a couple of new restaurants. So there is a restaurant in the Cosmo. Um, it's called super frico. It's an Italian restaurant. It is put on by Spiegel World, and Spiegel World does uh, shows like they do Opium, they do Atomic Saloon, they do Absinthe at Caesars. So any of the, if I don't know if 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 you've ever seen Absinthe uh, at Caesars, it is such a raunchy show. And if you, but please don't take your kids there. That's just not a thing that you do. Um, just don't, just don't do that. I mean, it is, it is. Filthy and disgusting and dirty and crude and I love it and it's so much fun. Uh, however, that that group, Spiegel World, partnered to put together a restaurant called Super Frico. It's freaking weird and it's so much fun. So if you are looking for a fun night out in Vegas, I really, uh, I did enjoy. Super Frico, if anyone invites me to Super Frico, I'm not going with you because I live here and that's kind of a one-time thing for me. However, if you are from you know Kansas and don't get to see a lot of weird stuff, probably it's a good idea for you to go. Uh, so I really do love Super Frico. Next is Hell's Kitchen, uh has always been a nice little staple at Caesars. Uh, the only difference is their their restaurant isn't so like crazy crowded packed anymore. I mean, I, I take the back. It's not that difficult to get a reservation now, whereas previously it was. Uh, so that, that was a little difficult before. Next is if you're staying on the strip Resorts world, just open. It has Hilton Crockford's uh, and uh, the Conrad hotel. Um, so it's three hotels in one. And I, I really enjoy the food court that they have there. And I can't really necessarily say food court. Um, but it's like, it's like a Tokyo street and there's little like food vendors, but they have like, most of it is Asian inspired. Um, actually Steve Ayoki, the DJ, uh, he has, I believe a sushi place there. There is a Texas barbecue place. There's dumpling place. There's, A boba place. There's a whole bunch of like really fun little restaurants. And the great thing about it is if you want a whole bunch of stuff, you do not have to go to each individual vendor. They have these kiosks everywhere where you can place your order on this little, ki- I actually might go there for lunch today. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and, and I, only because I love it so much, like truthfully, 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 it's such like a nice place to go. Like whenever, like whenever we were <laughs> loading Katy Perry, uh, we went there for lunch. Like, and it's just one of my favorite places in Vegas. Um, anyways, you go to the kiosk, you can place your barbecue order, your sushi order, your dumpling order, your candy bubble order. That's a separate thing. But Most of the vendors, you put it on one ticket, you connect your cell phone to it, and then they text you your order number. And then whenever you pick it up at each of the kiosks, so you don't have to go one by one by one by one to go put your order in everything. So much fun.
1: You know, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, and he was telling me, oh, I might go to Disney with Ryan. And I'm like, man, if there's... Anyone to go to Disney with, it's Ryan Salinas. <laughs> and I think, the same, I think the same applies to Vegas. I feel like you are the foremost authority, at least to me, Disney and Las Vegas. So like yeah. even, even me, when I go to, I'm like, oh, Ryan, what should I do? Where do I go? Uh, so I appreciate these tips. And I hope people listening actually check. Like that Tokyo um, street
0: market kind of sounds really cool. It's um, so much fun. The only thing that sucks is if you're like really into like sports book that's not exactly the place to go. Uh, their sports book is seriously so tiny. It's like not even it's, it's, it's really depressing. I don't really care for it too much, but, um, another are, thing that go ahead. I was
1: going to say, what about for our steak lovers out there? Is there any new place you'd recommend? or is it Yes, bolts?
0: absolutely. So one thing I love about Vegas is, it's always ever changing. And every time you come here, it's going to be something different, which is why these episodes are so important because what I told you two years ago may not be true today. Um, However, during the little pandemic Lovato, the uh, <laughs> there <laughs> Took <me a> second. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 replay the the <laughs> uh, downtown, they opened uh, Circa, which is owned by the same people that own uh, the D and Golden Gate and it is such a fabulous property at the at the very 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 bottom floor there is a restaurant called berries it is a fabulous steakhouse they have lobster mac and cheese where they serve the mac and cheese in the lobster carcass it is so much fun um they also do this really cool bone marrow shot the the steak the dining room is just beautiful the seats they're just so delicious the lighting is just it's just amazing i really appreciate it um berries 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 is absolutely amazing and then whenever you're done with berries you should go up to legacy club for a cocktail i believe it's on the 65th floor it is one of the best views in vegas i would recommend going at sunset they have a little sunset package where it's like a cocktail champagne you get to sit outside there's a couple fires going on such a beautiful thing. We will be there for Super Bowl this year. Um, but yeah, yes, I'm it's such a fun little place.
1: A bunch of places that I went to because of your recommendation, and like even there was an I forgot the name of, but there was an Italian restaurant you recommended to me a couple of years ago, and you knew I love the Mafia and Godfather and stuff like that. And I just felt Ferraro's, like, exactly Ferraro's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 felt yeah, Like I was in that environment, and the food yeah. was great too. So
0: yeah, Ferraro's yeah. is really good, and there's also. um, Oh, this is gonna kill me. Where is it? It's next to the Westgate. Uh, I will look into this. But yes, um, what
1: what about um? I, I saw this and I thought of you. I felt so bad. Um, entertainment-wise, I saw Adele. You know, postponed. Yes, I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. I know you
0: were looking forward to that. Well, I actually knew about it beforehand.
1: Oh, she texted you, Adele. Yeah.
0: She did not, however, her people did, so I knew that it was coming, um which I so mean you had
1: time to like get your your sorrow out before the public did yeah
0: Yes, that's absolutely the thing, but that's okay because there's plenty of other people coming in. um I'm trying to think of some other things that I've kind of been to recently, so they just uh, i haven't I haven't gone to see this yet, but uh America's Got Talent just started their show at the Luxor. Uh, for I guess they have like a whole bunch of like previous contestants and some winners that have I guess put together like a gigantic show. So that's uh kind of a little fun thing. Um, that's a brand new show. Um, what else is there? There are always some staples that I always will love. Giada at the Cromwell, always a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous place to go. If you go, get the meatballs. I'm pretty sure I said this before. And also get the lemon cookies for dessert.
1: Very specific. I love it.
0: I mean, um, you have to get the lemon cookies. Yes. A uh, couple of other changes. So the Mirage, uh, if you're going to Vegas and you love the Mirage and you love, you know, the tigers and the, and the show up front, go see it because uh, it's going to go bye bye. Uh, it is now going to be a hard rock. So a hard rock is going to have a presence on the strip. Um, Next thing is Bally's is going away as well. And they're changing that. I think it's Horseshoe something. I forgot what it is. Um, but yes. Uh, so if you care for those places, please go visit them before they are no more.
1: What's your thoughts on the the old Vegas? Do you recommend? I personally am not a big fan of that area, but a lot of people seem to really love it. So like, what's your take on?
0: So this I've never cared for downtown. And every time... PBX rolls around people are like oh come to come to downtown I'm like no thanks um it's just not my gig I will say I love circa and actually there is an old school steakhouse there uh, at the plaza and it's called Oscar's. That place is fabulous. Um I really I really do enjoy that. It's very old school. If you walk in, I mean I'm pretty sure Frank Sinatra had dinner there a night or two. I mean that's literally how old it is and that's how long it's been since the thing's been renovated. So whenever you walk in, you want to go see old Vegas, you are literally walking into old Vegas. Um I will say this, I went to the El Cortez a while back and that was a fun little a fun little a fun little evening. Uh, if you would like to play the old school slot machines that still use the coins, they have a whole room of slot machines that still operate off a of coin. So that, that part's kind of fun. Um, and if you've also never seen that and you've never seen how slot machines used to look like, it's just still such a fun, fun place to go, um, go see. Um, so that's that's the El Cortez and, and that's downtown uh, at the end of Fremont street.
1: Yeah, and for me, the only real contribution I can add here is that I see a lot of people ask if they should stay at the hotel or stay on the strip. Uh, and if there was no expo, you'd obviously want to stay on the strip. But I think what I found, um, staying at the hotel, you're just if you want to actually attend the conference seminars and and mingle with people and be around the whole expo, it's just so much more convenient. It's I think a lot cheaper. Um, I've stayed on the strip before and had to travel to pbx every day it's inconvenient um so i think if you actually want to be part listen, of the show it's not the best hotel but it's not bad
0: listen if you're at the win, stay at the win. don't 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 worry about being close you'll you'll deal
1: <laughs> i mean i think there, there's some people that want to like run into other people in the hallway and play blackjack together and all of that is just easier when you're
0: all in the same place so this this is true. Um, and I'm lucky that South Point is, you know, five minutes from my house. I mean, it's oh, really not go. that far. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, so there's there's a couple of fun stuff. Uh, hotels that I have neglected to mention. Um, if you I, I've always I always love the win. Um, and I have to kind of say this. If you're going to stay at the win, stay at Tower Suites. Um, you'll just have a much more pleasant experience. And I will say this, I, I appreciate the encore side more than I do the wind side. And that's just kind of, I guess, like a little, little known fact, I guess. Um, next is if you haven't, if you haven't booked your hotel yet, uh, Palazzo is always great. Palazzo is Palazzo and Venetian are the largest regular rooms on the strip. They're all suites. Um, and they are all truly, truly fabulous. And then, if you would like to splurge, I always recommend the Cosmo. And if you ask for a fountain view, they will put you on um, the side that faces the Bellagio, and you can see the see the fountains from your room. Just, just, just an absolute fun night.
1: What's that new hotel that they were built? I think it was pre COVID that they were building it. Or the last time I was there, it was in construction.
0: Um, Resorts World. Resorts world. So that's the one that you were mentioning before that's fully open now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where that little Tokyo Street is.
1: So when I was last there, I think they had like the Italian marketplace open. Is that now replaced with the Tokyo Street or is that still there? No, no, no,
0: no. So you're thinking of Italy and that's at Park MGM. Park MGM, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That that's recent or new too, no? No, it's been there. I'm I'm mixing my MGM properties.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um well, and I'm so glad you mentioned that. So MGM, not that I meant this to become a Vegas episode, but I guess that's just what it's kind of turned into. Um, MGM is also, as of yesterday, they have changed their rewards program. Um, so now non-gamer or non-gamblers can still earn points on shows, dining. Uh, spa experiences, which previously those things never helped you achieve status. Um, so now they've completely redone all that and uh, and have redone the rewards program. Um, for me, the better rewards program is Cosmo, which I'm not sure how long that's going to be around because – Cosmo just got acquired, uh, by MGM, uh, and then Caesars, um, Caesars rewards has a really great program and you can actually hit a pretty decent status, uh, pretty quickly. If you put all your, if you're going to gamble and you gamble all in one day for, you know, nonstop, you can achieve status pretty quickly. Um, so I really appreciate that. And the only reason why I say that is because granted I am a degenerate gambler, uh actually although not lately i haven't really done it in a while i guess just because i haven't been home um but at any rate if
1: if i scroll back through our text, like it's all slot machine wins
0: no it is not it is absolutely not stop you got liabetes. um (laughs) uh, oh 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 uh, i have another thing i have to tell you about a little bit later speaking of speaking of circa um so, uh, crap, now I forgot what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Reaching status by gambling in one oh, day. yes, it is. yes. So I have, I have, I have reached a, a respectable status with Caesars. Um, and effectively, uh, I don't pay for hotels on certain days. So a lot of stuff is comped. So I have a couple of team members um, that are visiting that are going to go to PBX. Their hotel is free and they get to stay at Caesars. Um. So lots of fun there. Definitely pays to have, uh, Ryan P Salinas be your boss. Um, <laughs> and another and for, thing and is, and for the boss to be a, a generous gambler. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> so the gambles the payroll away. Um,
1: I'm sorry do to break that. it to you guys, but uh, really you're not gonna to get paid <laughs> this week. <laughs>
0: Can I borrow a 20? Um, No, I'm kidding. Uh, No, so we booked a fabulous event. Uh, We did this last year, and we got it again this year. So we're doing uh, a gigantic VIP Super Posh Super Bowl party. And guess what I did? So we have a team of five of us that are working this party. I got us all jerseys. They're all Urban Events jerseys.
1: Oh, yes. I did see the picture. They just
0: came in today.
1: Very cool. I think – so. I'm curious your mindset there. Why did you do that? Is it just because you think it's cool? Is it a branding thing? Is it a team bonding thing? I
0: think it's, I think it's a lot of, of all of that combined. I think it's really cool that first of all, a lot of my clients really don't care. Um, you know, and they have, we have a couple of, uh, uh, events at Allegiant coming up. So I'm, I will ask those clients, hey, can we do a jersey? Like kind of do a little theming thing. Um, so we'll see. Most of them are pretty game. Like they love people that do sort of immersive things like that just kind of like sell the fantasy a little bit. Um, so, you know, we're doing a Super Bowl already. Hey, let's do Super Bowl jerseys, you know, that, you know, our Urban Events branded. So that part was a little bit fun. Um, I think it's also is a little bit of a team building thing. Hey, what do you want your number to be? Another thing that I did recently is I, I I have been really scared to do this. However, I'm taking the plunge um, and I'm doing it very carefully. But our, our website really does rank pretty high. And the last thing I want to do is just throw up a new website because, oh, it just doesn't look pretty. Um, so I've done a couple of things to make sure that we still maintain you know, our rankings and that the things still do the things that they're supposed to do. Um, but one of the things that I was doing is I've, I've kind of had a little bit like of a, of a catharsis lately, and I was working on another project entirely not related to this and, or photo boost or anything photo in general. And I was watching a lot of Oprah episodes and super soul Sundays and Maya Angelou and all these just, you know, higher thinkers or what have you. Um, And one of the things that kind of really struck me was doing things with intention. So for example, there was an Oprah episode that I was watching uh, where she went to Australia and she was meeting the prime minister, Julia Gillard, which that's how like in depth I was to know fricking prime minister from Australia from 15 years ago. Um, but I'm watching this episode, and pretty much what happened was she was doing this public appearance. She, Oprah went out and did this public appearance, and she met the prime minister, and she effectively just waved. That's all she did. And she came back to her hotel room and had a conversation with her executive producer, Sherry Salada, and had this conversation with her, and she was like, I didn't like it. And this is why I didn't like it. She was like, it's like I was on display. She goes, I wasn't offering anything. I was, it was just, Hey, look at Oprah. Like that's literally all it was. And that part kind of resonated with me. And what I really felt about this was with that appearance that Oprah had, there was no intention. And this, this really kind of struck a chord with me because I'm realizing, well, why am I doing these things? Am I doing some of these things? And just to, just this goes with my entire life in general. Am I am I putting this particular thing out just because, or is there a reason why I'm doing this? And then I kind of start evaluating all these things that are kind of happening. So one of the things that, and literally this can just be brought down to like a certain minutia. Uh, someone on my team was doing an Instagram post. And the Instagram post that was supposed to go out on a Friday, all it said was weekend vibes. And I I looked at that and I'm like, take it down. To me, posting that offers nothing. It doesn't offer any value. It doesn't offer anything that's contributing. There is no purpose. There is no intention for this particular post. Why are we posting it? And I think that, it just kind of made a little bit more sense to me as far as like just the other things that are happening on the whole, I don't know. Am I, am I, am I rambling? What are no, we thinking? I
1: mean, I'm literally thinking that I love that you brought this up because, you know, I, I didn't watch the Oprah thing, but I feel like maybe it's supposed to lockdown, post pandemic period. A lot of people are reflecting about what they're doing. Like me included, like what you just said resonated with me very deeply because I'm th- going through the same process, all the things that I'm doing, uh, which ones Am I adding value in? Which ones does it make sense for me to be doing? Which ones do I enjoy? What do I want to be doing later? What do I not want to be doing? And I think maybe it's the pandemic reflective period that people went through. Uh, But I totally agree that I think people go through stages in life. Like Usually when you're younger, when you're starting out in something new, you're hustling, hustling, hustling. I'll do whatever. Give it to me. Let me take it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then once you start having a lot of stuff to do, you're forced to step back and be like, wait a second, I can't do all of it. How do I do the things that I want to do? How do I get outsourced to things that I don't want to do? And I think the the message of doing things with intention, like you mentioned as a small example, that social media post, uh, Oprah, like, what am I here for? I'm like an animal in the zoo just waving at people. Yeah. If it doesn't feel like you're adding anything, and if it doesn't feel good, why are you doing it?
0: Yeah. Well, and that was, and then this kind of leads me to my next thing is she had, alana vinzant on her show and she was kind of explaining on i guess the overall theme was we we do not think that we accept the things that we deserve like we do not feel worthy of accepting happiness into our life for example someone gives you a compliment on your outfit hey i love what you're wearing and i actually think this this is this whole thing Yeah. Yeah. Well, I almost think it's a male female thing. So a female will say something like, "I got it at Goodwill. I paid four dollars for this. I haven't even washed it yet." Like they will, like they will go through all of these things to say to to not be able to receive the 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 compliment. That's so fascinating. They will. They will. They will. I remember my mother. My grandmother used to do this. Oh! Oh! Thank! Oh! This thing! Oh! I got it! It was half off! La la! Like they will use whatever as an excuse, or or I don't know. They just don't think that they're worthy of receiving.
1: It's even like when when you look great. Have you been working out? Oh no! I don't. No, I'm not even taking. But
0: really, they're on the diet and working out three times a day. Yeah, just downplaying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the thing here was Alana. Alana Vinzant had. Been on the Oprah show for Lord knows how long, you know, guest contributor, come in, do your little life coaching stuff, what have you. And then she ended up taking a show with someone else. And Oprah was, I guess, kind of offended. Like, I've I've let you do this stuff on the show. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, it was just a thing. And she goes, I couldn't receive it. And actually, let me play the clip. Hold on said I am. I fast don't know what it meant. I was crazy. I needed a pill or something. <laughs> I don't know what it meant. Come with me. I was not telling you to just drop your book club and your show and everything and just do a show for me. I just wanted you to say you liked me, and you never did. I, I, I will say that is absolutely. I will not accept that. I will not accept that well, as, as as where I was in my heart because I I had offered. Not only did I like you, I would leave the stage and give you the stage because I liked you so much. Can you hear, I didn't know that. Can you hear? But what did you think Listen, that meant? Let me what did to you to think to that me. meant? What, what did you think that meant when I am sitting in the audience and letting you sit on stage and run the show? I hadn't worked hard enough for it. I hadn't struggled hard enough for it. But that, I isn't couldn't that, even receive it. But this is. I couldn't receive it, Oprah. I couldn't recognize mm. it. I didn't even know what it was. you got to hear that you got to hear that, Oprah. I didn't even know what it was. It. I thought you wanted the work. I didn't think you wanted me. Oh, my God. I got it. 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 So that was, that was so powerful to me because I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me and I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, f- I felt the emotion that she had. Like, she was. I still wonder if people, when they hear that, they get what's happening, what she's saying. Um, so, is there any backstory to this? It was just what you said before, right? That she was. Um, just gonna- so,
0: it was just, yeah. So, the backstory was that Oprah gave her a show, or actually, she took a show elsewhere. And Oprah was like, well, why did you take a show with someone else? Like, I didn't, I thought and we she,
1: were she – yeah, And she addressed goes- her with her on Oprah's show, like directly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was like, she, I, I guess she didn't know that Oprah liked her, and she, uh, Oprah never said it. So that's also an important thing to me. Is whenever you have, people that work for you, you, I often go out of my way to make sure that I say thank you, like after everything, because there are so many times where I feel that people, like again, people don't leave bad jobs they leave bad managers, Oh yeah, you know?
1: But this reminds me of the love languages, right? Where everyone gives love in different ways and receives love in different ways. And you got to know, and I think we've talked about this on the show with uh, teams and and hiring people. You got to know how people want to receive attention, love, whatever you want to call it, so that you can deliver it to them in that way that
0: they would recognize it. And that's Um, the thing is whenever you have people that, Work for you. You have to figure out what motivates them. Salespeople, one hundred percent of the time, are money motivated. If you are a salesperson, you are going to be motivated by money. Everyone, and that we, again, I've said this before. We had uh, someone who was an assistant that had the money. She had, you know, everything. She had the pizza party. She had whatever. She goes, "I just want to leave early on Friday." That that is how I feel appreciated. Just let me go on Friday early. You know, there are people that just want to hear the word thank you. There are people that literally, my staff right now is Buffalo Wild Wings motivated. I'm telling you, I can get them to do anything for Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of what this lady was saying to Oprah. That Oprah was like, oh, me sitting in the audience and giving you the stage is a huge deal yeah. for me. And to her, it was just like, I didn't even notice it. Like, I thought that was well, normal. Be,
0: well, no, she goes... I she goes, I thought you wanted the work, not, not the person, which that, that, you know, it's kind of like Mark Cuban went on shark tank. He, there was the, the company that did, um, you would stand your phone up and then it would jiggle a little bit and it would do like a panoramic just by like standing on the table or whatever. Yep, yep. And then six months later, Apple changes the design. This guy's whole app is screwed up. And he and Mark was like, that's OK, because I didn't invest in that particular product. I invested in the person that did it. And, 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 I th- and I think the difference with Mark Cuban is he was able to articulate that probably a little better than, you know, Oprah does.
1: This might be the wrong example, but it was a similar example with him where he invested in the guy. The app didn't turn out what they want it to be. But then the guy pivoted into doing that for cars, right? It was Record- the same app. Yeah. And then Carvana bought them. So like it's still, yeah. 22 million. Yeah. There you go. You got the numbers right and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I'm curious, I'm glad that you brought this. I mean, we talked about a lot of different things here, but I'm curious to hear from people if they hear this show, whether it's in the Facebook group or messaging us, um, does this resonate with you? Have you been kind of reflecting on all that you've been doing, what you want to do, what you should be doing? Um, I'm curious because I think a lot of us are in the same boat here. Um, and before we forget, Ryan, because we talked about Vegas, uh, you got to tell people what you're talking about at Julius thing,
0: the women's so conference. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do um t- team building and company culture because that's something that I've kind of been focusing on for the last year or so, uh, and it's just kind of spiraled out of control now.
1: Yep, I'm looking forward to it, and I think if anyone's around, show your support, show up.
0: I'll be there. Ryan will be there. We'll have yeah, fun. And also, I'll go ahead and post. Um, when that's going to be. Uh I was talking with Julia about it, but I don't think we have a time finalized yet. So whenever I have that, I'll be sure to post it. Um Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit excited for, for that just because I think that a lot of times people, it's like the, the cake lady scenario that I always talk about. And for those that don't know, you know, Oh, you know, you have a little cake lady working at an insurance company. She brings a cake. Oh, this is good. Oh, can you meet my, you know, son's birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, sure. Make the, make the birthday cake. Oh, can you do my friend's wedding? Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Oh crap. I got to get out of my house and I got to get a shop. So you get a shop then you have to realize, well, now I need employees. Now I need vendors. Now we need delivery drivers. Now all of a sudden I'm not making cake anymore. And it's very easy to get, you know, stuck in that little trap. And I think it's always important to focus on a what you got into this business for and also really never lose sight of that um like with me like i still try and maintain some sort of creative control with what happens with the company even though if i'm not doing you know events or putting things into the system or staffing or payroll or what have you um but what i always really appreciate is kind of the ability to pull people together um way back when i was in houston one of the things that i used to do was um, group interviews. And I think that group interviews for these particular positions are really important. Um, and at, at the conference, I'm going to do a little exercise, um, that I used to do in the group interview with everyone that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really important to figure out who you want to represent you, whenever you are not there. And I think that's really, really, really important. And then not only that, once you find these people to cultivate some sort of team, because ultimately that's what you are and just make sure that, you know, everyone takes care of each other, make sure that they take care of, you know, the equipment, make sure they take care of the client and, you know, everything else just kind of trickles on down from there. Um, I really enjoy... My team right now, uh, probably I think the team that I ha- and I don't know, I always say this, but I think truly right now is I think the team that I have now is probably the best team that I've had in about mm, 12 years or so. Um, everyone just kind of gets along, there's no at least I don't know about it, but there's no bickering, there's no fighting, there's no, stu- I mean, every now and then there's a stupid little squabble over, you know something dumb but i think it's also really important that um you know we did so i guess the example that i have is we just did a huge event in houston and we had to kind of bring in people it was a multi-day event we brought everyone in we got an airbnb and i swear to you i was running a camp i mean it was
1: Ryan's daycare.
0: <laughs> Ryan's playhouse. Um, that sounds more like it. Um, well, and funny enough, so we're, we're doing an art installation. And one of those things is we're doing like three or 400 paper planes. So I had the team in there folding paper planes. And I was like, I am running a daycare here. And this is arts and crafts. That's literally what's happening right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's great to hear that you're building such a like a, a good vibe, a good bond with your team. Cause I feel like whether it's the photo booth business or event business or any business, when I talk to entrepreneurs, like the most important thing that you're doing as a leader of a business is growing the team, leading the team, hiring the right people. That is arguably the most important task you have. So I'm sure people will get a lot of value um, out of this presentation.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think one of the other the other important things was what I knew that we were ever since. So we had a, a massive event in October, November, and December were absolutely just murderous. I mean, there was just so much going on, and you know, uh, my little brother John Paul he made a comment that he was he 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 had a dream that he was working an event, and he thought he did the event already. <laughs> I mean, and 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 fourth quarter should always be brutal. That's just kind of how it is in our industry. And I, I talked it over with the team, you know, back in November, I was like, Hey, listen, should we do, I go, we can do a Christmas party. Or what if we did a cruise in January? Mm. And everyone was just like, cruise, cruise, cruise. I was like, okay, fine. So I ended up finding, I went through, uh, got a decent deal, got some extra points on it. it was, everything was fine
1: you gotta get the booked, points in there
0: booked it and then <laughs> I feel like the father that's like I'm gonna take you on a vacation and then work comes up sorry kids we're not going on vacation <laughs> so we had it booked for the second the second week of January and then a client calls and was like hey we have this really massive event can you do it and I was like sure so I was like sorry guys trips canceled <laughs> and then the look of horror on their face i know i know but it was fine because i everyone was doubting me for a while i knew that that's what the case was but they don't understand that the i travel very spontaneously like i am going to australia for BoothCon in june i probably will book my flight at the end of may i mean it's just how i roll uh but anyways so ended up doing rescheduling booked the event everything was fine ended up tying in the event with when we would leave so we had to work thursday friday saturday sunday we had sunday pretty much the day off we only had to work in the morning and then monday uh we had um we left uh for the cruise and it was fun because we had a team birthday so there was someone on our team that it was it was his birthday we did a photo booth for him Uh, and it was just such a blast. And then we went on a cruise. So pretty much it was just one gigantic birthday party for him. (laughs) It was like best birthday party ever. But what I will say is the things that happened on the cruise were just magical. There were, there were little, you know, groups of things that were happening. And then people come up with like random little ideas while mini golfing or while, uh you know we were we were on the basketball court and someone was playing soccer and it's dead silent and you just hear this kick of the soccer ball the soccer ball goes flying over the side of the ship like wait what and then you know everyone just is laughing and it's just such a hysterical little moment but um we had and then we everyone kind of did their own thing during the day and then at night we'd all get together for dinner and chit-chat, and you know oh what happened at this event oh what happened at that event and um, towards towards the end, uh, someone asked me to say something, and you know we were just chit chatting. I was just truly am thankful for them because they really do make me look good and make the company look good, and you know they really do a lot, and actually put up with a lot. There there are occasionally some clients that are drunk or intoxicated or inebriated or high or both or you know who knows and they they really do get a lot of abuse during the year and um that was kind of my way of saying you know thank you to them and whenever you know we're at dinner and we're having this little conversation i was like you're the best friends money can buy (laughs) so touching you know right (laughs) you know i I, I had the
1: privilege of seeing some of the photos of your your uh, company trip on the cruise and yeah, it, it kind of, and I don't know if people listening relate to this where it brought me back to like my past life in the corporate world and all the team building events that we did and like the pizza parties and the oh, bowling God. things and all the, all the typical things that we've done. And I don't know, I'm speaking for myself here, but it just never seems authentic. Yeah. Um, even one where they flew us all out to, you know, I went to Atlanta for a, a getaway, but it was really a conference Right. And they, they took you away, but the whole day was scheduled, um, for education, which is fine. But I think what was stood out to me with your story, with your pictures and what everyone wants to be a part of is that it's like a authentic, real group of teammates, friends, whatever you want to call it. And people are just joyously having fun and being together. And I think you don't have to schedule education. If all your work friends are on a cruise, they're going to end up talking about work or this event or that event. You don't have to force it. I think you should focus more on creating that environment, building that bond, and then, yeah, naturally, people will talk about work, right? But I think people always focus on making it all about work, that you lose the other stuff, the soccer on the basketball court or whatever that really makes it memorable and makes them feel like they're really part of something special.
0: Well, and that was the other thing was, I'm, I'm not going to lie, the original intention was to have – meetings during the day like maximum 2 hour meeting talking about x y and z and i think after that event and the previous weeks leading up to it because i i mean we haven't gotten a day off i mean it's been busy in november busy in december there was a weird period where i was suicidal where absolutely nothing was booking you know 3 days before christmas until you know three or four days after new year's where it's just completely dead and i'm you know looking for money in the couch cushions like what what, what, when is it no one i I was suicidal no one's gonna book me ever again (laughs) i was crying naked on the bathroom floor listening to adele just wailing (laughs) like it was such a it was such a problem and and the difference so the difference now and i always kind of um make this distinction is Previously, whenever I had a big team, I really felt like I was by myself. Uh, With this team, I do not. Um, I I do believe that everyone kind of takes care of one another. Um, If anyone needs something from someone else, that's also really important. Um, There's actually a TikTok that I ran across that... I, I kind of thought was a little interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm I want your opinion on this. So here's oh, a clip.
1: B- before you play that I'm just curious. Yes. I, have to, I have to ask this because I feel like people might be wondering mm. what do you think's the difference from now Between versus me. the past? Because you said it's the first time you feel like
0: so the the big difference. The big difference before was I think I felt that I was solely responsible for sales, and I think I was really gatekeepy with that. And and what I mean by gatekeepy is I hid clients from my employees. I hid, I compartmentalized parts of the business to where, you know, this person wouldn't interact with this person. That person wouldn't interact with that person. You know, you're not going to have your delivery driver end up having a conversation with your, you know, wholesaler, you know, person. Like I was very gatekeeping with that. And now I'm, I don't think I'm like that. And I've let go of a lot of stuff. And you just kind of have to trust that your team will represent you in a way that you is, you know, so is is that appropriate enough? Go ahead.
1: Is that more of something that you just naturally got better at, or is it because you got different people, better people?
0: Um, I think it's just something I've got better at because I think that my previous staff could have very well have accomplished the same thing. I think it was Hmm. me. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah.
1: I I love that because I just a side note, the top performers that I know, um, they almost always, uh, blame it on themselves. Like, yeah, oh, it was yeah, me yeah. or I could have gotten better or whatever. Um, yeah. It was for
0: sure something I could have prevented. Um, and I think the thing is now is, uh, they know that, or I feel that everyone else on my team can sell, um, like, like, like the leads that come in, I don't, I probably answer them maybe 30% of the time. Everyone else, you know, someone else takes care of, um, which, before, there is no way in hell that I would have allowed that to happen, and now I just have to trust that that person is going to send out a quote that's you know accurate and appropriate and profitable and you know just I just have to trust that people do the job. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, right. here's the here's the to the clip. Here's the clip. We have two actually. Here's the clip. Do you want a better relationship with your employees? Try asking these five questions in your one-to-ones. How's life going outside of work? What was a highlight and a low light from the last week? Are you getting the feedback you need? Would you like more or less direction from me? What's something I should consider changing or start doing? So that was the first clip. And she was kind of talking about, you know, one-on-ones and questions you should ask. And I think that she... It did it in a little bit of a stairway, <laughs> um, but I think that the the heart of it is is most definitely necessary. I think that you have to ask the questions that are possibly uncomfortable, possibly um, – I don't think anything was inappropriate, but well,
1: – I think it, it kind of goes back to what we just talked about where I was just asking you and you said, oh, it was me. Those questions yeah. to me kind of said the same thing where they were – you're asking the employee, what do you want? Do you want more direction? Do you want anything else from me? Um, as opposed to having the mindset, I'm the boss, they do what I say and I'm right. It was yeah. more of, let me understand them better. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing.
0: I hope I'm not like that. I don't think, I think, well, well like I think, it. well, I think that was some things y- 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 I can be because I, I've seen there, I've done it. I've, I know how this works. I, I know that I've tried it the other way and it's either lost me money, lost me time, you know, whatever. It's just not fruitful. Um, I I also think that I have, I recognize that I have to let people make mistakes, which previously I didn't allow that to happen. Um, and now I think I'm getting more and more uh, like that is if there's a problem at an event, I don't want my phone to ring. Y'all just need to figure it out. I mean there is someone else that you can call. You know, I mean uh, w- one thing I think that I had to learn is whenever crap goes wrong and you can't have someone to fix it, you have to find someone to, you know.
1: What am I paying you all for?
0: I mean kind of like figure figure this out. So another thing is there's this other girl um on TikTok uh she is I forgot her name. Um I don't know. She makes a little bit of money. But what she was saying is, how do you know when to hire someone? Like where should you get started? Here's the first person you should hire when you're starting a business, no matter what kind of business it is. First person you should hire is the person that's going to take away the things that you hate to do and that you suck at doing. So there's a framework for that. The first thing you got to do is you got to document what you're doing. So you have to write down everything you're doing. You got to just brain dump everything you're doing right now. The second thing you have to do is you've got to divide that into your strengths and weaknesses, and then what you like and what you hate. Third thing, you want to say what's the dollar per hour of those. Then you have to decide which of those is the lowest cost that you could hire for right now. Um, I think that's brilliant information.
1: Yeah, but just uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate as someone that has to probably go through that process. The idea of brain dumping and documenting everything is like, oh, like there's so much work involved in order to get the help to get work off your plate that people just kind of put it off and I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Um,
0: So I will say this whenever I was um, training Casey, that was excruciating for me. and she knows it. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, The reason why it was so excruciating is because you have to train someone to essentially be another you. And that part was a problem for me, just because there's so many nuanced things that we do that are software workarounds that are you know, random little website things that, oh, well, this stopped working. But if you do this and this and this and this, then it magically works. Like, it's just things that you just kind of learn while doing. I had a friend that was a very successful caterer. She still is. And um, she was telling me that she would give someone three weeks. She says that within three weeks, she could tell if that person could stick with it. And I, I didn't think that was fair. um, Because I think that the stuff that she was trying to do is incredibly difficult. Um, I will say this it's also, you're never going to get people to the place that they need to be without the training. And the training is just what takes time and, unfortunately, just a lot of money. I mean, you just have to pay someone, you know, for all the hours they're attempting to work and screwing up and whatever. And you're so tempted to just go in and fix it yourself, but you just have to realize, hey, I can't do this. So, one of the things that I like to do that helps my team work through some problems like this is I make videos. Um, So I'll go in and I'll do like a screen recording. Hey, this is the thing that I'm doing. You click this, then you click this, then you click that, add these things, save, good to go. And then now they have that permanent resource there to go reference back to whenever they're in the same problem. So actually one of the things right now I'm working on is building out a huge resource thing um, of, you know, videos for my team to just kind of reference with. So it's just something that's just kind of, it's just like a knowledge base, just kind of like how you would with, you know, any sort of like support system for, you know, software or what have you, we're using the exact same thing and just kind of pumping in and making it searchable and, you know, writing these little support articles just to kind of help someone later on down the road, because, whenever the person leaves, because inevitably that's going to happen. And whenever you have to come in and train the next person, all those resources are already there for you. you hopefully you don't have to, you know, go through the same tear and torture again.
1: Yeah. It's a long-term investment. <laughs> it's a long-term investment. And I think documentation, like nobody wants to do that. It's boring. Um, you'd rather just do the work and get on with it. But I think the way I have to speak to myself here, the way I have to think about it is that it's a, Investment that you have to put up upfront, but there is long-term dividends down the line that are well worth it. Um, it's just the problem yeah. is that there is so much stuff that you are balancing and trying to do that. oh uh, the thing that you don't want to do or you want to do the least, you kind of put off to do later. Um, it's like the Eisenhower Matrix, and if people don't know that, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes where there is things that are urgent that need to be done now. There are things that are not urgent but very important. Those are the things that you should be working on, but that's what people leave for last.
0: Yeah, I think that another thing that was kind of important is whenever you're kind of training someone, you you have to recognize that they haven't been doing it as long as you have. And it's going to take some time to to catch up to that learning curve. And, you know, I had I had one um, sales team member a long, 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 long time ago, and she she was a hard worker. I will give her that. She studied, she read books, she did all the things that you're supposed to do. She went out and she was, you know, I I really hate cold calling. And my business partner at the time really felt that she needed to do that. And I didn't think it was appropriate. And she got a lot of rejection and it was really bad just for your self-esteem. And imagine if you're like going out and dating and you're just getting rejected all the time and then you're going to work and you're getting rejected all the time. That's a lot of rejection for someone to deal with. And I really don't like it. Um or, or to even put someone through that. Uh however, <laughs> that is something horrible. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself here. Um, but anyways, I was never mind. Uh but anyways the 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 point that i'm trying to make is she was doing all the things and it was going nowhere she had not one single sale and i i i had the opinion that she needed to be there 3 months to build her client base that she was attempting to build um and and that's only because we were dealing with very 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 larger tickets um and whenever you do that it just takes time to to build to build your book and On month three to the day, she had an event book at 9 a.m. or like in the middle of the night. Then she had another one book at 11 a.m., another one book at 2 p.m. So she booked like I think like three or four things, and she was just on cloud nine. And it was just – there are just times where it takes – just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort. Granted, she had a whole lot of effort, but it all paid off on one day, and I'm so glad that it happened for her because otherwise, I think that she probably would have committed suicide. She's like, "What am I doing wrong here?" But the the, the whole purpose, and the, the, we all go through these same like cyclical things. So um, that's yeah. another thing that happened with uh, with Casey. Casey booked a she booked one thing. So I was working and I was photographing a conference that I didn't want to do, but whatever. Um, and she was managing all the leads and she would just send me like little text messages here and there. And she'd say, Hey, listen, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? And I got the lead. It was for a gig in New York. I was already going to be in New York. It was just an additional thing. I looked at it and I was like, double this quote. She doubled it and it booked like within 30 minutes and it was a complete accident. I mean, there have been a couple of like accidental bookings that she's had that have just been like hysterical, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It covered the mistake that you know of however long it took for the other thing to fix. So these things all work out and, and everything will all be fine. Um, but anyways, I can't wait to see everyone in Vegas. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a monster episode, man. Look at it that! It really was. This Gosh, is like a two-parter, hour.
1: <laughs> Jesus. You guys still listening to this? Is anyone still I here?
0: Seriously, congratulations for making it to the end. <laughs>